0: Welcome to the second week of Bet with Chet, along with Brian Campbell and Alex Delvecchio. Interesting week coming up in in the NFL. Before we get to the upcoming games for this week, we're going to backtrack, look to the past from last week's games. Man, it was uh, pretty much a brutal week for the Sharps and an excellent week for the public. And Brian Campbell, I believe you just joined us. Are you there, Brian?
1: I'm here.
0: Good to see you guys, Alex. Alex. You had the most successful week out of all three of us as it feel to be up one unit
2: you know when I, you know whenever it's a good week for the public and the people who don't research very much, I know that it's right in my wheelhouse so have, happy to take an early lead on the season.
0: Well, there's nothing wrong with being in first place at this point before we start to talk about this week's games I think it's important to look back and uh, talk about last week's games and learn from them and move forward so Brian, we don't have to go through each one of your games, but I guess just give us your general thoughts on how your picks went last week. Uh, You were even for last week, so nothing up, nothing down. You're right where you started. You're in a good spot. Uh, What are your thoughts on the games you picked last week?
1: Um, So I was right on the money with a couple of them. Um, The Cardinals really impressed me. Uh, I had a feeling they were going to go to 6-0, and they pulled through. The one team that really disappointed me, though, was the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they didn't show up at all, got blown out by Baltimore, and that was my best bet team, and they failed me.
0: It happens. And Looking back on that, the Chargers were the most heavily um, public side at, for the underdogs, so sometimes that works out, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know, it was a just a total miss but we all have those every once in a while you i'll just go to me really quick uh you know the detroit lions in my book are unbettable for the for the rest of the season i thought they put up a fighting chance uh against <laughs> the Bengals and pretty yeah it, it was embarrassing it wasn't even close that was never a game it's some, some teams that are unbettable i know the professional betters like to say they bet numbers not teams but it comes to a point to where you're worried about motivation you're worried about team record and what you're going to get on a weekly basis so um just bad look and then the, the best bet of the browns last week was just tough uh, riddled with injuries and obviously um you could tell from the start of that game that arizona was the more focused and, and then, then you had great big yeah. mayfield and kareem hunt so uh, big miss there, but I, I think the the biggest bet I hit was uh, the Raiders money line. You know, just going, uh, getting the point spread at it and taking the money line on the road after all that dr- drama that happened last week with John Gruden. So uh, pretty happy about that. But I think they might be a nice fade this week, not to give anything away for the upcoming games. But uh, Alex, you were the the best out of all three of us last week. Uh, give us your thoughts on some of those big home. Uh, the big home favorite, the favorite that he had in, in Indianapolis, and then uh, the couple of uh, big-time road favorites he had as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, kind of like I said last week, and you, you want to look at how where teams are set up, sort of in their competitive cycle. And the Colts still fancy themselves a playoff team this year. They desperately needed the win off a bad loss, and the Texans just feel like a one in 15 team. And I know the Colts came off a devastating loss, but really, so did the Texans because they blew that game against the Patriots. So. That one kind of played out how I thought it would play out. The Chiefs-Washington one played out like I thought it would play out. You know, that Washington's defense has not been good. And like I said, if you're trying to pick a team to beat the Chiefs, you need to see, okay, the other team can score 30 because the Chiefs score 30 on everyone. And Washington just – they couldn't. Like They can't keep up with a, a backup quarterback. Um, like both those games, again, I finished up one unit, so it wasn't really a great week. And considering I got a decent amount of games right, I think it's a good lesson in that I didn't bet the games properly, or maybe I didn't leverage my best bets the right way. But it was a winning week, so we'll take it. But, you know, as much as you guys might be upset to be down or even, you know, it's, you know, you can do an autopsy off a good week too and say, well, you know, if I got, you know, four out of five games right and I finished up one unit, what did I do wrong? So, you know, I'm doing some looking at the tape just like everybody else to try to improve this week and expand my lead over you two.
0: We'll see what happens this week. Another interesting week in the National Football League. And it's going to be a little bit of a new format compared to last week for all our listeners out there. What we're essentially going to do is we're going to try to mimic the super contest that Las Vegas does every year. And what we're going to do is we're going to essentially take five games and we could mix and match uh, the same games between the three of us. And we're going to throw in a teaser. And uh, we're not going to be doing our underdog segment anymore. So essentially we're going to have uh, our five games Uh, against a spread or we could choose money line if we want either way um, as a part of our five bets and one of those five bets will be a best bet and we'll still go by the units so we'll be able to keep track of how we do throughout the rest of the season so what I'd like to do first let's go back to you Campbell why don't you share with us your first game of your five games and let's talk about that
1: Okay, so the first game I'm looking at right now is Carolina versus the New York Giants. Carolina is on the road against the Giants. Um, They are a road favorite, uh, laying three right now, and the over-under on that game is 42-and-a-half. Giants are just playing pitiful right now. Um, Carolina, I think they're going to go back to uh, their run first, they're going to try to take the ball out of Darnold's hands. Um, I think even with McCaffrey out, Chubba is going to run up some yards on the Giants. And uh, laying the three points, I'm going to take Carolina for one unit there. Uh, I think they're going to win that game by at least a touchdown. So Carolina minus three for one unit on the road.
0: Carolina minus three. We're going to put that down right now. And, and forward to note that Christian McCaffrey placed on IR. Uh, the um, Minnesota matchup last week so the Panthers will once again be out uh, on the field without CMC against uh, easily a formidable opponent in the New York Giants that seem to be reeling week to week with that tough tough loss to the Rams so we have Carolina minus three as the first bet for Mr. Brian Campbell so now we'll take it to you Alex what's your first game
1: uh,
2: first game, I'm, I'm sticking with, uh, I mean, I, I guess when it crosses, we'll just do it all at once, right? Um, I agree with Camby. I'm going, I'm going best bet on it, though. So just to start, I love, uh, I love Carolina in this game. The Giants, I was at the game last week. The Giants are just so banged up right now. And, I mean, even outside of the fact that Carolina, if things were square, you might say they're a favorite. But, I mean, on the Giants right now, Tony's out, Galladay's out, Saquon's out, Andrew Thomas is out. Darius Slayton's going to be out. John Ross didn't practice today. The defense is terrible. I mean, the defense is healthy, but they're awful. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Giants, hard to see them even winning a game in the next five weeks. This is their best shot, but they're not winning this week. I, I like the Panthers. I do worry a little bit that Matt Rule said we have no offensive identity without Christian McCaffrey because McCaffrey's still going to be out for a couple weeks. But I think they're also a better Coats team. Rule's a better Coats than, than Judd's, so – um, Panthers will find a way. You're only laying three, so get it today because I think on game day that will probably shoot up to four. People have put money on the Panthers. Um, but, yeah, Carolina going uh, – how many units did I say? Did I say two?
1: Uh, you did not mention that. Minutes, but, you just said it, you just oh, said it was I didn't your best say, bet. I
2: apologize. I, I am going three units on the Panthers, three of them. The only game I'm going to do three on it. But this is – after seeing the Giants in person last week, I think Campbell's completely right. Like the Giants are a bad team and they're unlucky with injuries, and that's just going to be a nightmare season the rest of the way. So, Carolina you, Panthers,
0: minus three best bet of the day, the first best bet of the day by Mr. Alex Delvecchio. We have 50% of the tickets coming in on the Panthers and roughly 63% of the money. Carolina that's with a low good, total. Hey, of- hey,
2: that, hey, that's a good line then, right? If 50% of the tickets are coming in, that's right, what Vegas wants. <laughs>
0: I think so. If you are gonna get, that,
2: they'll take that. They'll take that two percent.
0: That's exactly what Vegas wants. They want 50 <laughs> yeah. they They're gonna. They're gonna make money regardless. I'm with a low total of forty-three, so both you guys like Carolina minus three, and then the best bet from Mister Alex Delvecchio. And with that, I will take it to my first game. I go to Washington, Washington at Green Bay. Uh, we have Washington um, clearly not a top team in the NFL, coming off of a really, really tough home loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. And just a moment, talking about the Chiefs, they turned the ball over, or specifically Pat Mahomes turned the ball over with some nasty interceptions in that game, and they still won by double digits. So in no way am I supporting Washington as a team that could actually win this game outright. But if you look at Green Bay, they just won a huge game against a divisional opponent on the road in Chicago, uh, pretty convincingly. I know Chicago started that game. I think they were, they were up 7-0, and uh, Green Bay kept fighting back, and they eventually won the game. Um, so you have Green Bay just winning a big divisional matchup. Now they have to come home to, to get up for the Washington football team and on a short week where they're playing Arizona on Thursday. So this is a typical sandwich spot for the Packers. I don't think the Packers are going to lose this game. Um, when you look at yards per play, um, actually Washington is quite formidable. They're much better on the road in uh, offensive yards per play. Uh, when you look at green Bay, they're only averaging 5.2 yards per play at home while Washington's averaging roughly 6.3 yards per play on the road. So Washington, a little bit better of an, of an away team. Uh, they tend to do better in those, in those underdog roles. And then green Bay, um, They played a lot of a lot of close games this this year. So I think it's going to be more of the same, especially in that sandwich spot. So I am going to put two units on Washington at nine and a half. Um, I got that earlier in the week. I know right now there are a lot of eight and a half. There's actually a few seven and a half. But I'm going to go with Washington plus nine and a half. And with that, we're going to take it back to Alex uh, for your next game.
2: Next game is the, a one unit play. Uh, I'm going with the Rams over Detroit. The line is that big, folks, because Vegas doesn't want you to bet it, and I like to do things Vegas doesn't want me to do. So I think it's 15 where I got it. Is that what you're seeing, Chet? I think 15 is the consensus. Um, I'll be yeah. honest. Um, the Rams. Right now, right now I'm seeing
1: 14 and a half is also.
2: Okay, well, I'll, I'll take 15. Um, again, <laughs> the Rams to me are a team that you're going to look at and say they are one of three teams in the NFC that will be near even odds to get to the Super Bowl. Figure them, Dallas, and Tampa Bay are going to be slugging it out. I like the Rams to actually go to the Super Bowl and probably win the Super Bowl. I think they're a great team. They're peaking. They have a good quarterback. They have great receivers. They're healthy. Um, They're also aware enough to know that, hey, we're facing the Giants and Lions back-to-back weeks. Let's kill them and just get healthy in the fourth quarter, which you saw that last week. Um, love the Rams this week, lay in the 15, I, scary spread, you know, you're starting the game down 15, nothing. You'll cover that by halfway through the second quarter. And um, this is one of those where by, you know, 640 PM, no one's watching this game anymore. It's, it's going to be a, going to be a blowout. Um, even matchup wise, if you wanted to play that game Detroit, the worst thing about Detroit's their offensive line, the best thing about the Rams, their defensive line. So you have everything on a tee for you. Go ahead and bet the Rams put one unit
0: on them. Rams, Lions, one unit you. on the Los Angeles Rams. And intriguing storyline for this game with the uh, star quarterback Matthew Stafford going up against his old team. So if you're concerned about motivation, that might be that's
2: all you true. need right yeah, there. That's, an, that's another that's, one. See, I it, work, it works about the that. same
1: way, though. Goff's the one who got traded away from Los Angeles. He, he was the one that they didn't that's, want. So he's going with motivation, that's, that's, too. That's
2: That's, true, but one of those two players is Jared Goff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true, and uh, so that should be an intriguing matchup, but uh, I like it. I like the minus 15. Uh, They're going to blow the doors off the Detroit Lions. Okay, so we got one unit on minus 15 for Alex. Uh, Campbell, we're going to take it back to you uh, with your second second bet of the week.
1: With my second bet, I'm going to – Tennessee, Um, Kansas City on the road against Tennessee. Kansas City's the road dog, minus five and a half right now. Um, I'm seeing the line at 58 over under. Um, Tennessee, impressive win on Monday night. Uh, I know they racked up a couple injuries, but Buffalo, I think, is a better team than Kansas City this year. Um, Buffalo was laying five and a half against Tennessee. Tennessee – Ran up and down the field on them. Kansas City, a lot worse rush defense. Um, Kansas City laying five and a half, also, even though I think they're a worse team than Buffalo. Um, I think the spread should be smaller. Um, so I'm going to take the five and a half points with Tennessee and enjoy the road, uh, the home dog. Um, they're four and two as uh, against the spread right now. Kansas City is a notoriously. Um, on the wrong end against the spread the last couple of years, so I think this is a good spot to bet Tennessee uh, Tennessee plus five and a half. How many units do you putting on that, Campbell? Uh, one unit. One unit.
0: Best is someone writing up, them uh, down this time? Yes. Yep, I'm putting them all on my That's notepad fantastic. as we That's speak. That's fantastic. There's no need to, to listen back. We got it all right here. Best, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Looking back on that point spread, you bring up an interesting point. Campbell how pretty much Vegas is telling us that Kansas City and Buffalo are equal teams right now and we all know what happened a few weeks ago with Buffalo just blowing the doors off of the Chiefs on that Sunday night game so I think it's interesting that uh, this spread is where it is especially after Tennessee just beat Buffalo outright so uh, confusing I would confusing spread here
2: I would be careful I think you know, the Titans actually got to full strength for three and a half quarters yesterday, but then, you know, Julio did go out in the fourth quarter. It's a very easy offense to defend without a number two receiver, and I think you saw that later on in the game Um, because then you can stack the box, you can bracket A.J. Brown, and they have nowhere to go. Um, If Julio doesn't go this Sunday, I think that's why the line is where it's at. Um, you know, he's a, he's a difference maker, and I don't think he's going to play. So I think that's why... The line is kind of the same because the Titans aren't what they were on Monday
0: without Julio. Well said. Let's see what happens with possibly the game of the week, with Kansas City at Tennessee. So I'm going to go to. Yeah, I, I don't think they're at the point to where they could start flexing games. Um, Indianapolis at San Francisco really doesn't do that much for me, but, but at it, least Indianapolis is playing a little bit better to make that game intriguing. But um, yeah, they can not flex games.
2: Yeah, well, for, the, for everyone listening, you know, if you want to know when you can stop watching football this Sunday, it'll end at 4 because the 4 o'clock games are so bad, so bad, <laughs> all four of them, that you're not – I mean, you're going to lose faith in humanity. So you've got a three-hour window to watch games on, uh, on
0: Sunday. Well, well, that is a perfect segue into my next game <laughs> that I chose because it happens to be a 4 <laughs> o'clock game on there this Sunday's card. Uh, I'm going to go to the Sin City. I'm going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles at the Las Vegas Raiders. This is going to be my best bet of the week. I'm going to take Philadelphia plus three. Uh, Las Vegas, huge emotional high last week uh, after losing their head coach. Maximal effort. They come back home now, and they have to get up to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are uh, coming off the tough loss to Tampa Bay. That game honestly could have gone either way with all of the turnovers that Philadelphia had. Um, I think with the extra rest, Philadelphia uh, Philadelphia gets 10 days of rest going into this game. I think when you combine the extra rest uh, with the emotional high that the Raiders had last week, coming back home now, right before a bye week, I think it's going to be tough to get that motivation up right before the bye week as well. So I'm going to make this my best bet. I'm going to take Philadelphia plus three. Uh, total is about 49. And then uh, 57% of the tickets are on Philly with 70% of the money coming in on Philly. So that's what I also like to see. So best bet's gonna be Philadelphia plus three. If you guys don't have any thoughts,
1: do chime in. How many units are you going for that? Three. Three, three units.
2: Only right. um only red flag I would give you on that game, because I was looking at it too. You know, the strength of the Raiders is their, their big offensive line. And I would say the weakness of the Eagles is their run defense. I don't know if you watched the game last week. I mean, Fournette killed them last week. Um, Philadelphia does not stop the run well. And you, just, you worry there are certain games where, you know, the quarterback can go under center and just hand it off a few times and all of a sudden you're 25 yards down the field. This might be one of those, just matchup-wise, like in terms of schematics. Everything you said in terms of motivation I might on board with, the only thing that would scare me, is that, you know, it might be a game where you look up and realize, oh, crap, Philly can't stop the run, and then they're shot because they can't get in the shootout with, with Jalen Hurts. He can't keep up. But we shall see.
1: I'm going to jump in because this is one of my games too. Um, okay. I also have Philly plus three. Uh, I only have them for one unit. Um, Philly, decent decent road team. They're 2-1 and one against the Spirit as a road dog this year. Uh, Las Vegas 0-2 is a home favorite so far this year uh, against the spread. Uh, home field in Vegas is not what it is uh, elsewhere. Uh, Vegas is a very um, visitor's town. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of road fans are going to be there. I think a lot of Philly fans are going to be traveling. So it's not good. The atmosphere might um, be to Philly's advantage. I think Philly has an underrated defense. I think they will be able to uh, stop Vegas's offense, and I think Vegas was just riding a high last week of new coaching staff, uh, team unity, and I think that's all gone away after the big win last week, and I think this is a good spot where Philly uh, is going to win this game outright, but if I could get three points out of it, I'm definitely taking the three, so give me Philly for three for one unit.
0: Campbell is down for Philadelphia, plus three as well. That is not going to be a best bet, correct? No, it's not. Just one unit. Okay. We got you down for one unit, Philadelphia. And if you look at this spread, every once in a while you come across these point spreads that just look a little shady. And if you look at the perspective from an outsider, you have Las Vegas, who's coming off essentially a blowout win. I know the. They won by ten points, but a divisional game, a game that they were expected to lose. And then you have Philadelphia, who is just not a very good football team. I believe they have a four, two and four record. Um, so, by any means, not not a top team, and they're only a three point road dog in a non. I think the reason for that, when you look at uh, stats like yards per play, Philadelphia is a little bit better as a road team, five point nine compared to Vegas's five point six. Uh, these teams are very equal. Just just looking at overall yards per play this year, they're both at 5.9. So I think it's going to be a really, really tight game. Um, but I think Philadelphia's just going to make a few more plays on defense, maybe get a few turnovers on Derek Carr to uh, shift that to a victory for the Philadelphia Eagles. And with that, we will go think, back to I you, Alex. I think offense
1: is starting to hit their stride, too. I think Jalen Hurts is starting to find his rhythm with, uh, with uh, Devontae Smith, especially. Um so I think they're playing they're playing teams tough. They played uh Tampa tough on Thursday night, and I think that they're gonna ride that rhythm to a victory.
0: I'm with you all the way, Brian. So we both have Philly plus three. And with that we will go to Alex's third game of the week.
2: I'm going with the uh the Patriots laying seven against the Jets at home. Patriots are a different team at home than they are on the road. I think last week showed you that. Um, heartbreaking loss. Last week, too, I kind of like teams coming off heartbreaking, devastating losses in terms of playing better. Mac Jones is playing better than Kyle Wilson is, and as sick as that'll make Jets fans right now. Um, but also, you know, this is, this to me is a, it's a ghost spot, right? This is where quarterbacks see ghosts. Kyle Wilson's going to see some ghosts. This is a rookie quarterback off a of bye week. He's not playing well anyway, going into New England. You're only laying a touchdown. I mean, the Jets, cause if the Jets lost this game 34-3, would anybody even notice or blink? So um, I like the Patriots in this game. I don't like the Jets very much at all. I think they're, you know, the, you'll see in all five of them, there are five or six awful teams in the NFL. You know, Giants, one of them, Jets, one of them. Uh, I just think the best spots for value is going against those teams. The line against the Jets here is not what it is in some of the other games against the awful teams. So it's good value on the Patriots. So I'm going to go Patriots for two units on this one over the Jets.
0: Two units for Alex. New England. And before we get to you, Campbell, I'm just going to chime in really quick. Not sure if you – So I'm going to also the... do this game. And I do have New England playing seven points as well, uh, only for a unit, all the good hmm. points that Alex uh, brought up. The Jets, even though they're coming off of a bye week, uh, we know the Jets are just not a good football team. Evidenced by the spread here, lane seven with a low total of... To out this game. game. Um, I also do think New England is an excellent teaser option this week. Uh, we'll get to that segment a little bit later. But uh, I think Mac Jones, although they had a really, really tough loss last week, um, I think he's play- going to go into this game with a little bit more confidence with playing with a with a much better team in Dallas. And I think you go to competition with the Jets here, I think New England's okay. going to go into this game with... A lot of confidence, even after the emotional loss last week. And uh, we talking about motivation. What motivation do the Jets have? Um, they don't have the talent. They don't have the coaching staff. They don't have the motivation right now to keep uh, moving forward in this season. So I'm also going to go with New England. It's still going to be a unit. And uh, Campbell, we will go to you.
1: Well, I think this is our uh, first uh, three-way consensus on the season because New England is my best bet for this week. Let's I'm go! Minus, I'm taking New England minus seven for three units. Oh. Um, we saw this game. We saw this game play out earlier in the season, and the Jets just did not belong on the field. Uh, I know they're coming off a bye week, um, but you're still going against the master, Bill Belichick, and a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. Bill Belichick is going to eat him alive. Um, I expect a high turnover game uh, from the Jets. And I don't expect this one to be close at all. All right, so we have three units for the New England Patriots
0: at now home. My best the bet, best bet, and it's our first consensus game of the season. Uh, hopefully, it turns out it's a family for, affair Gotta for the lie. better. That's what we want. We consensus sometimes could be a good thing. I think in this case, I think it's a great, great bet. And um, but New England's definitely going to be in my teaser for this week as well, uh, getting, Other even though also, it's at seven, so don't worry. there we go. So we're getting through the, although it's not at seven and a half, we're getting under seven and under three. I think it's just an excellent teaser option. So, uh, new England, they have roughly 82% of the tickets and 88% of the money is on new England. So, uh, it looks like the public and the sharps are going with new England and that is even a better situation than, uh, our public split um so Alex let's go to you now this is going to be your fourth game uh what is your next bet uh
2: again you know the theme I, I just see there there's some awful teams in the league this year and you know Vegas is this you've seen Vegas react to it but I'm st- I'm gonna take a huge line this is the line no one wants to take all week I'm gonna go Arizona and I'm gonna lay 18 against Houston wow wow Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do it. Vegas is begging you not to do it. They say, no, you can't possibly lay this many points against Houston. Houston is so bad. I mean, really, like, they played their best game of the year and still (laughs) lost to the Patriots. They're, you know, they're very bad. Arizona also, you know, they're playing like a team, and I think you saw this against Cleveland. They're playing like a team that thinks they're the best team in the NFL and nobody talks about them that way, and that gives – A coach, great motivation week to week against a bad team like this. You know, like Arizona, no one talks about them even as being as good as the Rams when they just beat them. So I don't see a trap here. I don't see anything besides Arizona coming out. Kyler Murray's going to stat pad his way, hopefully to what he thinks is going to be an MVP. I'm going to lay those big points, just one unit, but I'm going to lay them all and I will fade these awful, awful teams because if there's one thing these teams are showing you every Sunday is that they're really bad. So, Cardinals one unit against Houston. Lay 18, if that's what you see. I see 18.
0: I see 18, yeah. 18 and a half. I we will give months. you 18. Okay. That might be the biggest point spread of the season, although we'd have to look at the schedule for the rest of
2: the
1: no, no fear, man.
0: No
1: fear. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not playing that game. I'm leaning the other way, though. Um, I think – it is a trap game for Arizona. They're coming off a big game against Cleveland last week, and they're going into the Thursday night game against Green Bay next week. Um, Houston is a bad team, but they're still 3-3 three and three against the spread. So they're playing close games. Um, last week didn't show it, but prior to that, um, they have been keeping games close. And 18 points is just a lot of points. I think it's an easy... It's an easy game to get a backdoor cover and get that seventeen point loss. Um, so I would lean Houston, but props to Alex for going going big. It takes a lot of a lot of cojones
0: to lay that many points. Wow, to Campbell, you don't officially have a plan this game. You're just leaning Houston.
1: I'm just leaning Houston. I, I just I, I just wanted to chime in because I, I I'm thinking differently on that game than Alex is. No fish.
0: Tough sandwich yeah. spot. Yeah, that tough sandwich spot for Arizona playing Green Bay Thursday night, and then just getting a big road win against Cleveland. But I mean, that's that's a that's a tough game. That takes a lot of a lot of guts to lay those points. But it worked out for Alex last week with a double digit home favorite. So let's see if it works out for him again this week. All right. With that said, we're gonna go um, to my fourth, game. fourth game. Yes, uh, I'll save the Sunday night game for the last one, but I'm going to go to Cincinnati and Baltimore. Uh, Cincinnati's coming off of a blowout win at Detroit. Now they have a second straight road game uh, against Baltimore, which they might be considered arguably the top team in the AFC. Uh hard to say with with Kansas City starting to come back and, and Tennessee getting that big win on Monday night, but I do believe Baltimore is the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, I think this this spread is a little light. I'm surprised that there are no sevens out there, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the points with Baltimore. I think Baltimore, um, I, sometimes I like favoring teams that are going into their bye week. It gives them a little bit more motivation to finish strong uh, before they go into the bye. And I, I think Cincinnati is just going to be coming in a little bit overconfident in this game with how they played so well against Detroit, uh, big divisional game. Baltimore knows this is their division. I don't think Cincinnati is ready yet. They have a lot of young talent obviously in Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow, um, but I don't think they're ready. Um, I, I don't think um, this is a, a, a really bad spot for Baltimore. Actually, I, I bl- normally don't like the, the favorite teams coming off of blowout wins, but with the bye week coming up, I think they're going to keep that that motivation a little bit high going into the bye, especially that this is a divisional matchup too. This was a non-conference uh, matchup or a team out of division, then I wouldn't feel so good about laying these points, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the six and a half in Baltimore. I'm going to only put a unit on this, but that is my fourth bet of the week. What do you guys think?
1: Um, I mean, watching Baltimore last week, it's hard to disagree that they're looking like the best team in the AFC. Um, so I also think that Cincinnati is – Still a ways away from being the top contending team. Um, they're still young, and I think Baltimore is the right side uh, as long as you could just keep them under seven.
0: Sounds good, Alex. Any thoughts on this game?
2: Yeah. Um, can you hear me, guys? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. No. I. Um. You know, I, I'm avoiding it. I like the Ravens a lot. I really like where the what the Bengals are doing, I loved them against the Packers. Just the effort they gave, they almost won that game. Um, I also think, you know, this feels like uh, this is this is basically the Bengals Super Bowl. I mean, they they want this game. This is the one where they could put themselves on the map, measuring stick the whole nine. Waven's um, a win, but I could see, I could see Bengals keeping this inside the spread. I, I'm not betting it. If I did. I'd actually probably go Bengals here in this spot. I'm actually going against you two. But – um. Oh,
0: this is your fifth play? It's Cincinnati. not – no,
2: no, it's not. I just – if I did, I would go Bengals. Okay. But I'm not. But only, be- only because, you know, the Bengals – you're going to get their A game. And I think the Bengals' A game is actually starting to look pretty darn good. Um, you know, really, they should have beaten the Packers. You know, it was like 15 missed field goals. So – <laughs> we'll see. It'll be a good game. Again, another game that should be on at four or something, but you know. Won't get to watch it, so
0: All right. Well, uh you lean Cincinnati. Uh, but that's not gonna be your not fifth play, play. But while while we have you here, let's let's get your fifth and final game of the week.
2: Uh fifth and final game is um Ugh. I'm trying to remember the ones I gave you. Oh yeah. So I'm taking a dog this week. And I Wow like... I am, I know. I don't like taking dogs, but and it's a big spread, so I'm going to take the 12 and the Chicago Bears against the Bucks this week. So, you know, I like the Bears to keep this close. I think the Bears are a real good matchup for what the Bucks want to do. I, I like the Bears run defense. I like the Bears' defense as a whole to slow them down. Um, I don't think I don't think the Bears are bad enough to be a 12 point dog to anybody. Like, I don't think they're I, like, they feel like a team that'll go seven and 10, eight and nine. They don't feel like a team that's going to go five and 12. So like a 12 point underdog to me just feels way too much, way too. Like I thought this game would have been more like eight, seven and a half. Um, so I just think it's value. You know, the bucks could win this game easy and it's a 10 point win. Um, I don't, you know, the bears are, they'll play hard. I, I don't, I just think the spread's way too high. I don't think the Bears are one of those bad teams I talked about before, but they're being treated like they are. So I like them. I think you're getting good value on it. So one unit play on the Bears. Give me the 12. I need every one of those 12, though, but I'll take it.
0: Bears a little stingy on defense. We remember that Thursday night game from last year, Tampa Bay Chicago, where Chicago won that game outright. That was the famous uh, fourth down or fifth down. According
2: to Brady. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot
0: about that game. But you can't go against uh, an underdog with a solid defense that Chicago has, and you have to expect Justin Fields to keep progressing as the year goes on. So, I lean Chicago there, not an getting the points there with Chicago. Campbell, any thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, not a play, but I would lean Chicago also. I mean, Chicago is a strict under team. They're Uh, Out of the six games, they've gone under five times. Uh, Tampa Bay, two and four against the spread so far this year. They're not blowing teams out. Uh, So uh, Chicago is a playoff-caliber team, even with Justin Fields. And laying 12 against a playoff-caliber team like that, I don't think Tampa is going to be covering it. The, The one problem that kept me
0: away from this game was the difficulty Chicago would have offensively Keeping up with Tampa, I think defensively, going to keep him in this game. But what's what's going to happen when Brady gets that ten point lead, and then and then Justin Fields has to have a seventy five yard drive to get points. I don't have enough confidence in them yet. I think they're getting close. I expect them to get better as the year goes on. But um, there's no way I'm laying 12 and a half with Tampa in the spot. So yeah,
2: and and one more one more beat on that game is that, you know, the Bears. They're a 4-3 defense, use an edge rusher, because they're a little bit more old school than other teams are. And 4-3 teams tend to do very well against immobile quarterbacks. So you can see them sacking Brady a little bit. You can see them getting them to the ground. Mobile quarterbacks kill them. That's why Aaron Rodgers hasn't lost to them in 27 years. So I like I like I just like the matchup. So
0: we'll see. All right, we will see. So Chicago plus 12 and a half, just one unit for Alex Delvecchio. Campbell, we're going to go to your last game of the week.
1: Okay, my last game of the week is the Sunday night game, uh, San Francisco uh, against Indianapolis. Um, seeing San Francisco laying four points. Is that what you're seeing? Four, and, four and a half. Um, I'm
0: seeing, I'm seeing four at a couple books. There's actually a, there's a three and a half out there. I'm going to four and a half. We'll okay. just say
1: so. We'll say four. So we're saying four. Um, so. I like Indianapolis in this spot. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is playing well. Um, he is starting to find his groove with uh, the Colts. And I think San Francisco is kind of on the downslope right now. Uh, I don't know how healthy um, San Francisco's quarterback situation is right now. Um uh, if Trey Lance is coming in, I don't really think he's going to be the one to lead them to victory. Indianapolis has been playing, well, two and four straight up, but they're four and two against the spread on the year. San Francisco is only one and four against the spread. And uh, I think Indianapolis is playing like the better team and getting four getting four points, still playing as the better team. I think Indianapolis is going to win this game straight up. Um, this is going to be a two-unit play for me. I'm going to go Colts plus four for two units. Well,
0: you know what they say. They do say that great minds think alike. And before we head to you, Mr. Delvecchio, I have the same game, and I'm also going with Indy plus four for all. Play a unit on it, Uh, but pretty much what you just said. Well, I don't understand this line. I don't understand why it's at four. Uh, I think this should be closer to a three-point spread. I I don't – I think San Francisco deserves to be laying four against a team like Indianapolis right now. That might be considered as Indianapolis. You know, they're just coming off a blowout win. San Francisco uh, coming off the bye, not looking that good. But I just don't think the spread is correct. I think it should be closer to three. If it was at three, it might be a different story. But give me the four points the with Indianapolis. If you look at the at
1: five and a half.
0: Right. Right. It opened at five and a half. Exactly. And um, I'm not sure if that was uh, before the Houston blowout. But I think when that happened, um, a lot of sharp money came in on Indianapolis. You still get good volumes. I mean, you're still getting above three. Um, even, you know, I know four is considered a dead number, but you're still getting above the three with the hook. So um, it's definitely going to be Indianapolis for me. One unit play. You look at the yards per play. Uh, Indianapolis. Uh, pretty equal uh, in terms of home or away yards per play. They're at six yards per play, which is considered ninth in the in the National Football League. And then you have San Francisco, where they're sixteenth in yards per play, with averaging about five and a half yards per play. So uh, these do teams we know, are do pretty we know equal.
1: Garoppolo is playing, or
0: the last I heard, I heard it was going to be Garoppolo. Um, that's the last I heard, and I know uh, he has played on Sunday night before they had that close loss to Green Bay. Uh, so he does have experience, more experience uh, playing in those primetime games. But uh, these teams are pretty evenly matched. But I just think with how Indianapolis has been playing in San Francisco, like you said, um, they're kind of on the on the down slope right now in a tough division. Uh, give me the points with Indy. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on this game?
2: I've, I've had trouble figuring San Francisco out all year. You know, they, they had that great week one effort. Um, and everyone's thinking, oh, they can compete in the division. Th- there's really no – player unit on their team that's bad like you wouldn't say they're really bad anywhere and they are coached very well I really like their head coach um but it's just you can't trust them they just have these dud efforts um you know tough game either way it, to me I, I never even considered betting it either way because you know San Francisco Sunday night football time game good coach maybe they do just come out flying but uh I, I don't have a feel for San Francisco at all, unfortunately. They, they seem to always do the opposite of what I think they're going to do. So, I, I, like, I think I like Indy. I think I like Indy. Um, this will just be a much bigger test of their defense because if the Niners get Debo Samuel going and they get their stuff working, you know, the Colts' defense can be pretty terrible sometimes. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes.
0: Okay. So, just a lean to play.
2: The Nadia, I wouldn't even call it a lean. It's just a straight no bet for me.
0: Okay. All right. That concludes our five main plays for the week. With that, we're going to go straight to our teaser section. And we're going to go to you first, Brian Campbell. What is your teaser for week seven of the National Football League? All
1: right. So, obviously with teasers, the key is to get through threes and sevens Um, stating that you have new england right now minus six and a half against the jets um i made that my best bet of the week um there's no way new england's gonna lose to the jets so even teasing them down to uh, minus 0.5 uh you're just asking them to win the game um with that i'm going to pair them with green bay packers green bay um I think the line right now is at seven and a half, so uh, teasing them down to one and a half. Uh, Green Bay, five and one against the spread. Um, Washington, that defense is not living up to expectations. I think Green Bay is going to win that game. Uh, If I could get it under three, um, I'm going to do that. So Teasing them down to one and a half seems like the smart move. So I'm going to pair New England and Green Bay uh, with six-point teaser. And uh, that's going to be my play for the teaser. Okay, so
0: Green Bay and New England Patriots. Uh, Just to clarify, with the six-point teaser, you will get New England at minus (coughs) one. And then you'll get Green Bay at minus two and a half with still getting under the three. So is that okay with you? Okay. Yep. New England minus. One and Green Bay minus two and a half. Right. Campbell, Alex, what's your teaser?
2: Uh, teasers are going to be, um, you know, obviously Arizona is screaming at me because that line, I just want to chop it down as much as I can. So I'm going to take Arizona in my teaser. Um, and the other team there, I'm going to take Carolina because they're the team I have the most faith in this week to, to win. And you actually get points against the New York football Giants. So Merry Christmas, everybody. So it'll be the Cardinals, which I think takes it down to about 12-and-a-half or 12. 12-and-a-half. 12-and-a-half, and and then the Panthers will be plus three, which is stealing. So that that would be my move, two games I'm the most confident in. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're against the Giants in Houston with this, so you'll win, I promise.
0: Okay, so going against the traditional Wong teasers of going through three and seven, Alex Delvecchio is going out there on a limb. He is going to do a six point teaser and do Arizona minus 12 and a half and Carolina plus three. And while we're all laughing now, it's going to hit all <laughs> That's what he does, ladies and gentlemen. Double digit. Double. I think your new nickname on the pod has to be double digit Delvecchio. Anyway.
2: <laughs> do. I'm do. i the only person who did a teaser and still has to lay 12 and a half. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, when you know, you know, um, when it feels right, just go with it. And with that being said, I'll just finish off with my teaser. I'm also going to tease new England down to minus one. And I'm going to tease Baltimore down to a half. So they just both have to win the game, uh, Two big home favorites. Uh, again, Baltimore was one of my plays, and New England was also one of my plays. So just getting them to win the game is uh, good enough in my book. So with that being said, uh, any final thoughts? We'll start with you, Campbell, on this week or your plays in general, and uh, what's to come.
1: Um, so there's one game I did want to bring up that none of us have touched on. Um, Atlanta uh, at Miami. Um Line opened Miami laying three points, and now all of a sudden it's a five-and-a-half-point swing to where Miami's getting two-and-a-half. Uh, you think the loss to the Jaguars really affected the spread that much, where the the spread swung five-and-a-half points to the road team's advantage or disadvantage?
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's a good point. That is a huge point swing. Um, obviously, anytime you lose to Jacksonville, that's going to be really bad for your organization. But who is Atlanta beating to deserve being a two-and-a-half-point road favorite against anybody? I know they're coming off of the bye, but if anything, Tua's back for a second straight game. Uh, I think them coming back home after that London trip, Uh, We talked about Jacksonville last week having more experience uh, going overseas and playing that game, although, you know, those teams have evolved uh, with the new coaching staff and the new players. But um, that was a tough spot for the Dolphins. And now coming back home, I think it is a good spot for Miami. Um, Two very, very bad football teams, so it's an easy stay away from me. But it's either Miami or no play. There's no way I'm laying two and a half with Atlanta. What do you think, Alex?
2: Oh, I hate the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins. Are in, <laughs> I think the Dolphins are actually in. They're in that pocket for me of like just six or seven terrible teams in this league. The Falcons have shown a bit more of a pulse than other teams have, but the Falcons aren't that far off. That's so why I didn't even really look at it either way. I w- I definitely wouldn't lean Dolphins though. I if I if I had to pick it, I pick Falcons just because. I mean the Dolphins stink. I mean they're lost. You know they they're getting leaked reports about still trying to get Deshaun Sean Watson Deshaun Sean Watson's being investigated by the FBI. Like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the, I just, I, the dolphins to me, are they're going to be a top 10 draft pick next year. Um, you know, you don't want to have any money riding on that, on that group. But in terms of, uh, is it my turn about like total feel for the week? That's what we're doing right Chet? Yeah. Yeah. Total feel for the week. This is folks, I'm telling you, this is the worst week of games you're gonna see. I mean, a lot of good teams are on by. The code, there's blowout games everywhere. The four o'clock games are so bad. I'm t- if it, if you have a significant other, and you got to make something up to her before Valentine's Day, this is the week, folks. This is the week <laughs> to take off. It's an awful, awful week. All the games are pretty bad. Maybe Ravens Bengals. Like, give me a real good football game between two above 500 teams. It's, it's there's nothing this week. So
1: it's going to be a bad titans, week. That's about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a really bad week. Um, it gets better, but you know, you'd love to see one of these teams in the West in the NFC West sort of just keep pace with each other because that, that race is looking like it's going to be amazing. You know, the Cardinals beat the Rams. That could be really fun to watch those two go at it. Um, And also, big picture-wise, you know, those teams are going to have to duke it out all year because the Cowboys are in a worse division. And I think Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals are the three best teams in the NFC. And the Cowboys are not going to – you can't find four losses on their schedule with the division they play in. So, Cardinals and Rams are going to have to keep pedal to the metal. So, narrative-wise, I'm kind of looking at what the two teams in the West do. And, again, this is a bad week. This is the worst Sunday you're going to see. It gets better from here. But this is bad. This is not good football coming at us this Sunday. So,
0: Very, very true. Good thoughts by both you guys. Uh, week 8 does have some divisional matchups with an excellent Thursday night game with Green Bay at Arizona and a pretty decent Sunday night game with Dallas and Minnesota uh, both coming off their buys. But the Sunday night game, although New Orleans isn't considered a top team, them against Tampa Bay is an intriguing divisional matchup. And good
1: we also have game, Arizona Green Bay too.
0: Can you say that again, Campbell?
1: So the good Thursday night Arizona Green Bay game too. That's a
0: really good matchup. Probably the matchup of the entire week. Um, I don't know none of us none of us touched on the Monday night game this week with New Orleans and Seattle. Uh, it's going to be an easy stay away from me with New Orleans coming off the bye and really not knowing what you're getting with Geno Smith at quarterback. But I do think this point spread is a little bit too high with New Orleans' uh, consensus five point road favorite, um, especially with Seattle getting a decent home field advantage. Do you guys have any thoughts on the Monday night game?
1: For, for me to stay away, also, um, I don't think Seattle had any place covering against the Steelers last week. I think they got lucky on that cover last week. Uh, I'm still not a fan of Jameis Winston, though. Um, I don't think they're in any place to be laying five on the road either. So, Geno Smith, Jameis Winston, two quarterbacks, I have no problem staying away from.
2: My only thoughts would be, you know, the Russell Wilson injury is bad. The Chris Carson injury is really bad, too. And the Saints' run defense is elite. I mean, they're they're really great at stopping the run, which means they could get Geno into third and longs a lot more than other teams have. And I think that's a recipe for disaster. So I I would take the Saints here. Again, The bye weeks to me are just a challenge of the head coach. The Saints have a great head coach. Sean Payton's great. So I would would expect the Saints to do well. I wouldn't bet the game either, though, because, you know, that's just a good line. That's a good number. It's five. If it was three and a half, maybe I would have. But. i'd stay away but i I would lean saints just because um just the matchups like the the seahawks won't be able to run the ball and and they're gonna have to have geno do a lot and you know the saints secondary feasts on quarterbacks like geno smith that that's where you get the blowouts where the saints can do it um so i I like the Saints.
0: and the streak continues for alex del vecchio picking favorites that's why the chicago underdog (laughs) pick is so intriguing We will see what happens going into week eight. Before I let you guys go, do you guys have any thoughts on the Thursday night game?
1: So now that we have no Baker Mayfield, uh, I still think Cleveland is the better team, even with Case Keenum at quarterback. Um, I still see the line at three and a half though, and I don't really – want to lean one way or the other with the line over three. Um I think Cleveland's gonna win the game, but I think Denver might be able to keep it within a field goal. I agree.
0: I think I think the value with Denver is gone. That line opened up at six and, you know, if you got Denver four or above, I think that was the, the prime spot to grab those points, but all the value's gone now with it being under a field goal. Uh, now the value is kind of more on Cleveland, but there's just too many injuries on that side of the ball. Interesting that Case I- Keenum is the backup, and he does have the offensive coordinator that he did have in Minnesota when he made that awesome run to the NFC Championship game, but it's just not enough. They have too many injuries at the skill position.
1: If I had to make a play on the game, though, I would look at – I would look at the over-under. 42 um, is not a lot of points, but I still think it's going to be even low scoring than that. I would take a look at under uh, the under 42 if I had to make a play.
0: Yeah, I mean, where are the points going to come from? Everybody on Cleveland's banged up, and Denver isn't an offensive juggernaut by any means. Alex, what do you think?
2: I I don't li- I don't like Cleveland. I mean, it's hard to like Cleveland when you're talking Landry, Chubb, Hunt. Mayfield, you know, you just wonder how they're gonna. And you know, like Denver's, Denver's defense is good; they're a good unit. Um, you know, you you just wonder how Cleveland scores tomorrow. Like they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to turn Bridgewater over. And the only thing Bridgewater tries to do is not put the ball in peril. Like it's just gonna be a tough game for Cleveland to win. I think I'd go Denver. Contact. Well, if
0: they were. If there was an elimination game in week seven, this would be it. You got to think that these two teams are going to be competing for a wild card spot in December into January. So this could be a nice early elimination game in the AFC. Uh, With that being said, thank you for joining us this week. We will keep tracking all of our bets and we will review them next week, going into week eight of the national football league. And we will see you next week. I'm set with Chet.
2: See yeah, everybody.